0: What's going on, guys? Okay, so today we're going to talk about value propositions, a really important sales technique for in-home sales and follow-ups, but it's about closing the deal and utilizing a tool that doesn't always require you to just deduct money from the proposal if you're trying to sell the job. So it's good to know about it, Uh, even better to implement it, and you're going to learn a little bit about it in today's episode starting now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? Today, we're talking value propositions. So value proposition, you may have heard that term before. I want to really kind of shed some light on it because it's such a crucial aspect of our closing process. So let's first identify what a value proposition is. If you haven't heard about it, um, a value proposition is essentially a, a proposal of value. It's a value proposition. You're proposing something of value in return for your customer's business. And when I think of value proposition, um, I think of something that can't be quantified. I guess you could if you set the parameters early of what it is that you're giving in return. But we're going to talk about some things in today's episode that are going to help you uh, create, you know, uh, I would say just create value in a sense that's not quantitative, uh, which is a greater benefit than just deducting price from your bid to give to get the job. So, you know, whenever I go and do an estimate, one of the first things I'm looking for are potential value propositions that I can use uh, when I'm trying to close the deal. And I'm going to give you some examples of those. So uh, the first one of which is like the easiest one is whenever we get called to do an exterior estimate, I'm looking at the driveway, I'm looking at the roof, I'm looking at things that I can add on at the end for a value proposition um, because I know that I can work a deal with my pressure washing guy and I can actually get it for less than what they can. So the reality of the situation is when it comes down to the negotiation, you know, we want to outline those value propositions and we want to make sure that we're at least bringing them up and seeing if we can use those to push the needle as opposed to just deducting price. Because again, it's all about perceived value, okay? So value proposition, I'm proposing something of value, and really it's up to the customer to determine what that value is. So let me give you an example of kind of an adverse, you know, close that that doesn't align with value proposition and the benefits of that would be, you know, if I sell a job for five grand or if I'm trying to, and you know, I'm doing a negotiation with them, I'm asking the right questions, find out what their budget is. Let's say they wanna be at 4,500. Now, here's the thing. Now, I could easily say, okay, well, we'll do the job for $4,500. So in terms of real dollars, I lost $500, okay? But I could go and say, you know what? How about this? If I pressure wash your roof or soft wash it for free, will you allow me to earn your business? And what that does is it causes perceived value to take over. And perceived value is whatever they assign to that value proposition. And for them, they might say, well, for me to find somebody to do that, that would cause me a lot of stress. And I know it needs to be done. I mentioned it to Tanner earlier because he asked. And number three, I assume that it's going to be somewhere around that to get it done anyway. So they might say, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So it may only cost me $300 to pay my pressure washing guy to pressure wash that roof versus taking off five hundred dollars on the quote. Now that's a value proposition that I've done many times. I do it for the driveway, I do it for all sorts of things. But being a really good salesperson in the house is more than just the obvious things, guys. It's it's more than just those things. You know, for me, it's about really just being an astute observer of the surroundings of what's going on, paying attention to pain points. You know, there's one lady that um you know during the estimate it was an interior estimate during the estimate she kept mentioning to me you know how bad she wanted shelves in her in her laundry room and I didn't even ask you know and and she kept saying you know I've been trying to find somebody to do shelving in my laundry room and like you know so on and so forth I just can't you know I just hate the shelving that the builder put in here and it's just so stressful for me and like you know and she was like you know, dropping little, little hints to me about like, what's most important to her. Like she wants everything painted, but like there, there's something that's really bothering her. She, number one, she can't find somebody to do it. Um, she really values shelving in her laundry room. Um, you know, and, and these are things that I'm like picking up and I'm like, okay, this is a potential value proposition. I know that my father-in-law can do it and, you know, he would, you know, we can pay him to do it. And ultimately I could utilize that value proposition to hold firm at my price that I want to sell the job for. And ultimately it kind of walk you through how the interaction went. We presented the price at full pop you know, 50% margin as I as I attempt to do every single time. You know, definitely got some drawback on it as I do usually every single time. I always ask, you know, what was your expectation? You know, I wanted to be here, which was about six to $800 less than where I was. And I said, hey, listen, you know what? Here's what I'm willing to do for you. If you allow me to earn your business today, okay? If you allow me to earn your business today, I want you to catch that. I'd really love for you guys to start using that, that, that phrase. If you allow me to earn your business today, it's the most subtle way to create urgency. If you allow me to earn your business today, I will include building out shelving in your laundry room at no charge. And I let her decide what that value is, okay? Could that value be less than $600 to $800? Sure. You know, she could probably find a handyman to do it for 100 to 200 bucks, but she's already at a point where it's causing her so much stress that it's like you know what, absolutely, let's get that done. And ultimately, you can't really quantify that. You can't really quantify the feeling of really just you know eliminating the overwhelm of not getting a project done, um, not having to go through the channels of finding somebody to do it. You know, so those things can't be quantified. Therefore, it's a really powerful value proposition. So instead of me, you know, deducting eight hundred dollars to find. know to get close to her budget or whatever the case is i can use a value proposition instead and i could sell that job utilizing her pain point that she mentioned to me now some of you might be thinking like tanner is you know is this manipulative or is this you know you know this is this is an art you know and i think that we've really got to get over that idea that sales is a bad thing it's not you know and and how do you combat these techniques that we're doing and to make it feel like we are doing something that's integral is by doing integrity work like in doing integral work you know when i sold cars the reality of the situation is is that you know you 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 can either be integral as you do something or you can't and i would say that our dealership was more had more integrity than other ones not all car dealerships have it anyway you know what i mean it's we're we're talking about you know just you know bear with me here with this this analogy but what i'm saying is is that you know ultimately a a seasoned veteran came up to me because I had the same question. I'm like, you know, sales like, you know, I really don't feel like pushing people to do things that they don't want to do. And he's like, "Listen, man, you know, ultimately, they're going to buy a car. That's it. We know that. They they've expressed the the need. They they they've been shopping for a car. Someone is going to sell them a car." So, if you know that you're going to do what's in their best interest by being there to answer the phone if something's wrong with it or to make sure that they get everything they need to have a great experience, to make sure that the car is a great car for them and, and you really put your heart into it, well, it might as well be you than somebody else that doesn't have their best interest in mind. You know, and, and I've heard that in in multiple industries of, of very, very successful individuals that have adopted this mentality of lifeboat, get in my lifeboat, I'm gonna save you from everyone else. So sometimes we have to use strategy to get people in our lifeboat because, you know, it's scary committing, you know, in, in any, I guess in any area of, of life, you know, commitment is is one of the hardest things. Some people are just, they don't commit, you know, but we have to, as salespeople, we have to push the needle. We get people to commit to things that they actually really want. And, you know, we we help them get over that money barrier. You know, that's really what it comes down to, you know, and, and the real thing is, is that people are scared people are scared that they will give you more value in terms of their money than they're going to receive. So your job as a, as a business owner is to exceed that value in relation to how much money they give you. And if you just focus on that over and over and over, then you feel good about sales when you do these sorts of things, when you utilize these techniques and you do things like this to get people to say yes, to help them progress, to help them make the decision they ultimately want to make and pay for a company that's worth the extra few dollars, you know, and we have to showcase that over and 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 over again. It never stops. So value propositions give us another tool. Value propositions are another way to get people to say yes for something that's way more important to them than maybe just the money, you know, and you have to recognize that, you know, somebody may say, you know, Tanner, I've been really wanting to get this wood repaired, you know, and and you might price it. Okay. I've done this. You know, I might price the repairing of the wood, at $400, for example, let's say I price it at $400. Okay. And you might give them that value proposition and say, you know what, if I do the wood repair for free, will you allow me to earn your business today? And ultimately, yes, did I price it higher than what my cost is. Duh, that's what we do with everything. So ultimately, I'm only losing the cost. Okay, I'm not making the profit on those Wood repairs, okay, so really I'm only losing, let's say $200, but the perceived value of the value proposition is $400, okay, and that's what I would have sold it to him anyway, if there was no negotiation, okay, so something to think about, I'm going to keep this one short today, because if I I can expand on this for days. Um, but value propositions, start thinking about them when you go to your next estimate. Start looking for things that you can utilize in your in your negotiation, okay? You should always prepare to negotiate. Not often, one out of 30 are just going to say yes to your top price, okay? We know this. So ultimately, you need to be ready to answer questions. You need to be ready to bring out these tools, tips, uh, things that I'm giving you. And ultimately, you need to be stacking the deck. You got to think of the value propositions, um, things that you can give, you know, in, in terms of just value that is really important to them. Maybe money isn't the most important thing. Maybe they have this one outline, outlying thing that you can offer, quote unquote, for free or quote unquote, for a discounted price, however you go about it. So utilize value propositions. It's phenomenal. I use it all the time. Um, it's one of the, one of my favorite things to do and it's fun. You know, it's kind of like, you're kind of like, you know, looking for something that is super important to them and actually helping them achieve that and making them feel really good that they got a great deal. So that's what I got for you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, I'm on clubhouse. If you don't know what clubhouse is, it's a live, pretty much live podcast. If you enjoy podcasts, you're going to enjoy Clubhouse coolest thing about it is it's a community type podcast where there's a bunch of other people that are coming in, asking questions. I'm answering them, Um, I'm asking questions myself. I'm learning about other businesses and it's just a really cool collective community uh, on there uh, to share ideas about contracting. So if you're on Clubhouse, look up the Contractor Secrets Club, uh, request to join and I will let you in. So thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.